CBS Sports put out their rankings for college football coaches and the Power Five. Where did Sam Pittman and the rest of the SEC stack up in that list? Jimbo Fisher goes full scorched earth on Nick Saban. Holy crap. We definitely have to talk about that as well as some more Thursday nonsense. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net, where they have you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before at betonline.net, where the game starts. Uh, I'm still like kind of just... Uh, from at least the time of this recording, still having these reactions to Jimbo and Nick Saban and stuff. So, like, it's it's crazy. I can't wait to talk about that. But we have to get to something a little bit more important because this is a Razorbacks podcast. So we got to talk about the Razorbacks, at least in the opening segment, and then we can get into uh, the, uh, the next part of uh, how it all went down. But, you know, CBS Sports put out a list. And I think that lists are just fun content, fun for just discussions and, and everything, but I think some lists may have more legitimacy or more favor compared to other ones too. And with uh, this particular list, I thought it was actually pretty solid for the most part when it comes to again ranking just Power Five coaches. And also, they did this last year, and they ranked all the coaches, and you can have an idea of where these coaches were last year and how much they've changed or how much they've you know, jumped up or, or whatever it may be. And so, uh, but like, this was just a fascinating list for uh, where certain coaches were. And for instance, um, Sam Pittman, we'll just start there because again, it's with Arkansas. Sam Pittman's number 22 in the country, according to CBS. And it's funny because of how much he jumped up from last year where he was number 50 in the country. Jumped up 28 spots. And they had this to say about Sam Pittman. It says, two years ago, before Sam Pittman began his first season in Arkansas, he was ranked number 65 in our ranking. So you're talking about being dead last because there's only 65 Power 5 coaches. He then climbed 15 spots after going 3-7 and seven in 2020. And it's clear that Pittman math is every additional uh, – and it's clear that Pittman math is every additional win is worth roughly five spots in the rankings. This season, he climbs another 28 spots after improving from 3-7 and seven to 9-4 and four and finishing the year ranked 21 in the AP Top 25. Maybe it's too big of a leap, but it's important to remember that Arkansas went 1-23 in the SEC in the three seasons before arrival, and they've gone 7-11 and since. So jumping up to number 22, honestly, folks, just kind of comparatively speaking of where other coaches are at, I think this is about right. Because to me, if you're put on this list and you're in the top 25 as one of these coaches, that kind of shows you, okay, well, then you're a top 25 team. You know, you're a top 25 program, which you have is you have a top 25 success rate. And some of the other coaches in here against, and it's taking all their their careers and ever enc encompassing and everything. Cause like Nick Saban's number one, of course, Kirby Smart's number two, and Dabo Sweeney's number three. Like that all makes sense. The one I don't get is Lincoln Riley at USC at number four. That's stupid. Lincoln Riley is not that great of a coach, or at least has not proven anything. He's gone to the playoffs and gotten smoked. Like, uh, I don't. I don't buy that. Jimbo's at number five, maybe the first time at Florida State. Uh, Ryan Day, Ohio State six. Brian Kelly at LSU is number seven. Kyle Whittingham 
number eight, Jim Harbaugh, number nine from Michigan, and then Mike Gundy from Oklahoma State at number 10. So I don't really have any problems with that list. But the one that is kind of weird, because when you're comparing it to the SEC coaches, you have four in the top 10. You got Saban, Smart, Fisher, and Kelly, uh, which I don't disagree with them being in the top 10 and where they're at. I mean, Jimbo won a national championship at Florida State, and you got to give him a lot of credit for that. And Brian Kelly at LSU uh, had a lot of success in Notre Dame, more success in Notre Dame than people had had since probably Lou Holtz. And so uh, you got to give him a lot of credit there. But after that, Mike, Mark Stoops is number 16. And I will, I'll, I'll give a lot of credit to, to Mark Stoops and the job that he's done down at Kentucky because it's such a tough program to win at. And he's been there for so long and had, has built it into a competitive SEC East program. And so that's not an easy thing to do. And I think it's even more impressive that he has stayed there. I'm sure that there has been a lot of other opportunities and other jobs that have opened up that have contacted him that wanted him there and whatnot. But he has said no. He wanted to stick with this and, uh, you know, make that possible. And I think that him being at 16 is about fair if you consider the circumstances. Lane Kiffin is at 18. And again, if we're talking about everything that he's accomplished, I guess, yeah, he would be at 18 because he's had two really good years as a head coach. He had that one year at USC where he won 10 games and Ole Miss last year where he won 10 games. Uh, I know that uh, people will bring up the whole, like, his time at Tennessee and that dumpster fire that it was. And with the Raiders, that was a dumpster fire. And then when he went down to FAU, uh, he had uh, a good year, a really good year, and then, like, a bad year. Or not a bad year, but just, like, a decent year. Like, he's just been all right. He's been all right. But I think that because of what he did last year and what he accomplished uh, was really what elevated him in this position. And this is where I feel like with Lane Kiffin, this upcoming season is going to kind of define exactly how good of a coach he is. All right. You hit, you, you got up there. You had a really good year, best year in Ole Miss history, which is pretty sad, but first time they've ever won 10 regular season games in their history. So a uh, big deal to them, but how do you follow that up? And do you build it? Is it sustainable or was it just that one year and it was all good? I mean, are you going to be there after next season? Do you want to move on to some other, uh, SEC school or something like that. I mean, there's just a lot of different things and options that are going to happen. I think this year is going to be very defining. And then, of course, Sam Pittman at number 22, which I don't have any arguments there. I really don't because I think Sam Pittman is better than Mike Leach, than Billy Napier, Josh Heupel, Shane Beamer, Eli Drinkwitz, Brian Harson, Clark Lee. That's the rest of the rankings in the SEC. Sam Pittman is a better coach than all of them and has proven that and, and what he's been able to build at Arkansas. And so what can he do, though, to kind of move up or move up into the rankings this year? If he is able to replicate the same record or better, I think that there's going to be a jump for, for him. I, I believe that there's going to be a uh, like something that everyone's going to, of course, look at and say, wow, how great it is that he's been able to build this program and do this, yada, yada, yada. But I think that if he can show and prove that you know last year wasn't an anomaly, it's something that actually can be built upon. I think he's going to continue to, to climb up the ladder. And you, and I know we've talked about it on the podcast already, but imagine with looking at last year going eight and four, and I know they won the bowl game, but you never know with bowl games and stuff. So I don't you know, want to just say, always look at regular season as far as success. You go eight and four. Like eight and four this year, I think is going to happen at least. I mean, I really do. I, I see eight wins on the schedule right now. 
I, I think Arkansas can and will win all four of their non-conference games. And I believe that there are four SEC games that they will win. I believe they will beat Missouri. I believe they will beat Auburn. I think they'll beat South Carolina. And I think they'll beat Mississippi State. Like, I think that they'll win those four. And then the other ones, you could absolutely win. You could beat Ole Miss at home and LSU at home. And, uh, you know, AM and Alabama will be the toughest opponents that you face. But, I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? In Jerry World, crazy things happen. And also in Fayetteville, that game against uh, Alabama. You know, crazy things will happen there, too. I'm not trying to say that they'll for sure win. But my point is, is that you have a top 25 coach right now in Sam Pittman. Bonafide top 25 coach. And I think that it's only going to get better. Like, this is just the beginning. I really believe that everything that Arkansas has going on is going to be great. And, I'll, and I think that if you listen to the podcast with uh, Bobby Bones when he came on, and I've heard other people say this, too, and people who have talked to Sam Pittman and everything. Sam Pittman's got a lot of confidence right now. He and, and not like in a, in a cocky, arrogant way, but just in the regards of he's like, I I, I feel like we're going to be really good this year. Like he's seeing the team and he's seeing the transfers they brought in and he's seeing the the building that they're doing and and he's feeling really good about it. Really good about the team and really good about the roster and, and really good about the schedule and really good about everything. I think that now that he has finally got it going and you know, kind of made his presence known and felt in SEC land and in college football as being not just some, oh, that's a cute story of an offensive line coach getting a head coaching job. It's actually showing, no, this guy's legitimate. And I think now that he's gotten to that point, yeah, he'll always have a chip on his shoulder for stuff, but he also is seeing that, hey, I've I've shown, I've proven that I know how to win in this league. Now I just got to continue to prove that I can win a championship in this league. So He's going to be extra motivated and, and all of that, and it's just cool to see him, you know, being able to be able to build that and to be able to be in this position as well. Hey, our partners at BetOnline.net continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds and news and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all the sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs and esports, and so much more. So head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about all the trends and actions at betonline.net, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so, uh, wow. This whole thing with Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher is just sports podcast content heaven and if you don't know what i'm talking about let me try to set it up for you so last night nick saban uh had a quote in talking about the nil which we know that he is always anytime he has concerns or anytime he throws something out it's always going to be discussed and, and everything like that but nick saban says that 25 players on alabama learned uh, 25 players in Alabama's team last year earned NIL revenue totaling $3 million. And he said that he did it the right way. It was the 50-day countdown event at the World Games in Birmingham. But he also said that we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. We didn't buy one player but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. 
So he calls out, this is the second time that A&M has been called out by an SEC coach directly about the NIL use and when it came to their recruiting classes and how they bought for their players and, and everything. Uh, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss was the first coach that called him out. Jimbo Fisher responded. And now Jimbo Fisher once again responded with a press conference today. I wish I could play it in its entirety because it is that good. But here's just a little snippet of Jimbo Fisher meeting with the media and uh, some of the issues that he took with the comments by Nick Saban. Rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. And it's ridiculous. But when, when he's not on top and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families in Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Wow. Wow. Colin Saban, a narcissist, telling him about how he basically – has been Saban has been one of those that have been having issues with, you know, have coaches under him, which Jimbo was a coach under him. He's like, and that's why I never, he, like he said a lot of stuff. He's like, that's why I never went to go work back, uh, work again for him. I, even though I had an opportunity because I saw what he did. I saw the type of coach he was called him. I mean, every name in the book and really went after Saban and just, I've never seen anything like it. I have honestly never seen anything like that. And he was saying that he's had, uh, a phone call from Nick Saban or Saban's tried to call him and he's like, I'm not answering it. And he's like, I'm not, I'm never going to, we're done. We're done here. And <laughs> like, I just, I could not believe all the things that he said and, and how he went after Saban like that. It's almost weird to see and basically saying, Hey, I don't lie. I don't cheat. We did things the right way. Talking about the families and all this stuff. So I'm sitting there and I see Jimbo and I'm like, wow. Okay. Jimbo. You know, good on you for coming out and speaking your mind about it because, again, I love it when players, when coaches, whether I agree with them or disagree with them, I love when they come out and they say what's ever on their mind and like what they actually mean instead of coach speak. Like, I love this stuff. And so I respect Jimbo for that. And I respect Jimbo for defending his program and defending his team and all those things. Totally understand it. That being said, just as I said before, and I'll say it again when these remarks came out, Jimbo, buddy, if you truly think that all of us out here believe you when you say that the 25 players, the like 18 five stars that you sign, arguably, I don't even think it is arguably anymore, is literally the greatest recruiting class ever assembled in college football history, according to the ranking system. When you assemble that and the timing is coming right off of the NIL deals being made legal, there is no way in God's green earth you can't sit there and tell any of us that all of this was done just because the kids wanted to come play football for Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher, that there was no incentive when it came to the amount of money that they would make via the NIL when they got on campus. 
you're you're kidding yourself if you think that any of us are going to believe that. So here's the thing. I'm kind of like in the middle where I'm obviously not on Jimbo Fisher's side because again, he like AM, like it, it's pretty evident that there was some benefits there from NIL. Like, and you know, we've talked about this, which I know you know, people have always said about you know being careful about to talk about this stuff, but there's something there. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I don't, and I'm not even saying they're doing anything illegal, but NIL has helped benefit a tech place like AM. We know that it's helped benefit a place like Arkansas too. So you can't say that like the NIL had nothing to do with those kids going there. But Nick Saban also, on the other hand, needs to quit whining. And that's what really has kind of come up with Saban is that he's been literally just whining about the NIL because his uh, footprint on recruiting is starting to get diminished a little bit where now he's having to compete a lot more because other schools are being able to use the NIL in a way of, that can be very beneficial. Like that's just facts. That's just the way it is. And so he hates on it. And it, it's, and he talks about, we want to get back to parody in college football. And I'm like, dude, you don't know anything about parody. Parody has not existed since you've been coaching Alabama. It's been, you or the field pretty much every single year. Uh, and so he like see, hearing all this and seeing all this, it's just, it's so like both of them are dumb and Lane Kiffin's dumb too, for going after Jimbo before. And like, you know, he's just more trolling than anything, I feel like. But the point is, is that this NIL stuff is a is a crazy deal. And it's a crazy thing that is, is interesting to follow. And, and you know, again, I, I love the fact that Jimbo spoke from the heart and really came out and, you know, talked about some of the issues that he took with it and took with uh, Nick Saban. And I also at least respect Nick Saban for, you know, being honest. It's like, hey, this isn't good. It's not good for me. It's not good for us. But we didn't. You know, we only had $3 million total last year for 25 different players, and that was it. I don't buy that either, Nick. I don't buy that it's just only 25 players, and that was the only amount, and that was, you know, and everything, because you did it the right way. Like, I don't buy any of this, man. So <laughs> it's dumb because none of them are going to come out and admit that. But at the same time, they look so dumb when they're coming out and defending themselves when everyone knows that you're doing it. Like, it's college football. Everybody's doing it. It's just part of it. And so, again, it, it just, I, I hope, I can't wait to hear Nick Saban's response to this. I know he's going to have a good one. I know it's going to be him going scorched earth. Maybe he's going to come out and, you know, flap his little arms around, all right, and just, you know, go after somebody. Like, I, I don't know. But, man, does this not make SEC Media Days just that much more interesting? I can't wait. I cannot wait until mid July. And we'll have a chance for SEC Media Days to see if these uh, coaches go at it once again. It should be awesome. Uh, I want to tell you about Bill Bar. You know, they've still been telling you also about the birthday cake puffs that they have. And it's incredible, man. I, I, I'm going to order another box as soon as I get done with this one because uh, they're just, they taste amazing. They're so healthy. They have a lot of protein in them 17 grams, only 130 calories. You could not ask for anything better. I mean, you really could not ask for anything better when it comes to. Uh, a protein bar to get you going in the morning or a quick snack or anything. So convenient, tastes great, and it's healthy. And because of you listening to this podcast today, we have a great deal for you where if you go to built.com, enter in promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Doesn't matter how many you order, doesn't matter how many you end up doing or anything like that. Promo code LOCKED15, built.com. Get yourself some built bars. I promise you, folks, you will not be disappointed. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
your team every day. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.